The following podcast is presented to you by the BICBP Radio Network. Hello, everybody. Welcome to the Panel Discussion Podcast. My name is Matt Johnson, one of your hosts. I'm sitting here at Relay for Life in Niagara Falls with my uh, my first family guest, uh, my Uncle John. Thank you for coming on. Oh, thanks for having me. Appreciate you coming on. Yeah, my pleasure. Um, yeah, we've had a... Obviously, we've known each other for quite some time. Um, and one of our connections has always been comic book culture, which is which is really fun. And I love hearing about the day, you know, your younger days where, I mean, you guys collected. What First off, what got you into collecting superhero comics? The comics, well, when I was a kid, we're talking like 8, 9, 10, 11 years old. We used to walk to 7-Eleven by our house. And they had the magazine rack with all the comic books there. And, you know, you, you see Captain America, the Avengers. But you could never buy them consecutively like, like you can now in a comic book store. But I would just start picking them up. They were 25 cents. 25 cents a comic. What and year was that? Not yeah, to date yourself. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that would be in the 70s. Oh, man. Yeah. Good times. So um, my initial contact with comic books was Captain America, the Avengers, um, and Iron Man, Jack Kirby artwork, yeah. um, John Bushema, Bushima, um, Art Adams, some of the early artists, and it was just, it was captivating. So yeah. and that kind of started me in my uh, uh, adventures of drawing, because I became a, an artist, you know, right, right. for a while. So. Yeah, and um, so, I mean, aside from those three, who were some of your early favorites? Um, yeah, Captain America, Nova. Nova, okay. Love Nova, when he first came out, to me, he was the coolest new thing ever. Right. They, they were saying he's like the new Spider-Man at that time. Yeah. But he was just, it was a very cool comic. Um, yeah, because they weren't, I mean, that was, I mean, that's cosmic stuff. It's not, you don't get that, at that time, it was very unique to have that. Right. Yep. He was, you know, he was young, and he didn't know, he was just learning his powers. He was, it was kind of like the Green Lantern story. But different with the Marvel twist on it, because Marvel always did everything bigger. Yes. So yes, um, I liked the DC characters because they were iconic. Right. You know, Batman, Superman, Green Lantern. Oh, Green of course, Al- the origi- originals. Yeah. Right. But they were so iconic that it was hard for me as a kid to relate to them. Whereas the Marvel comics, you were sucked into that that person's life story. So getting to know Nova, Richard Rider, in his college days growing up and all that stuff and then all of a sudden he's thrown into this cosmic right adventure. right right that was awesome um i liked ant-man i loved the x-men x-men yeah that's that was my first favorite too that like i was i grew up with the cartoon the 90s cartoon so Which x-men cool. spider-man uh fantastic four all those yep. so yeah yep so with the x-men your dad was into them more in the beginning, because right. the Avengers was my team. Right, right, right. And uh, your Uncle Rich, his team was the Defenders. So we each had our favorite. Oh, he's favorite. a Defenders guy. Okay. Yeah. And uh, But then when you start reading them all, you can't help but fall in love with all of them. So yeah. W- with the X-Men, I liked um, Nightcrawler at first. He was my first favorite. So cool. And um, your dad and Uncle Rich, their favorite was Wolverine. And then the more I read the comics and fell in love and really got to know the culture, I fell in love with Colossus. Colossus is a cool one. To me, he's, yeah. he is like the ultimately Ultimate. cool 
X-Men. He yeah. is. They should have he, him around in more movies. <laughs> he is. You know, it's funny. Uh, I was just talking about this earlier uh, with one of the co-hosts, but uh, have you seen the, you've seen the Deadpool movies, right? I haven't. Oh, no. I haven't. Those are the best interpretation of Colossus you will get. He is, it's hilarious, but he's still, like, visually, like, appealing. Like, because, like, um, I mean, obviously the new, the new X-Men movie comes out this, this weekend. It's been the big topic of discussion, right. but um, in the... Actual X Men movies, Colossus was so poorly used. Absolutely, it was heartbreaking. And you know, yeah, he was one of the big ones that I, I grew up with. Yep. Um, you know, he was part of this the, the kind of the the second big team, that '80s team with uh, with Nightcrawler Wolf, yep. when Wolverine started to come around. Um, I think like kind of Kitty Pride a little bit. Yeah, because they were they were the, the hot Storm item. Storm too Storm. Storm as well. Yep. So yeah, when they the first when. They did the new X Men. Yeah, it was it was Nightcrawler, um, Wolverine, Colossus, Storm, Banshee. Yes, Banshee. Thunderbird. Thunderbird. That's right. Who died in that very first one? Yeah. Um, did I say Wolverine and Jean Grey? The other X Men. Um, they kind of disbanded. They went. They went to X Force, I think. They that was started later. X Force. That was a little that bit later on. Later, okay. Yeah. But yeah, no, they were. You know, the the original X Men were captured on the island, this living island in Krakow. Genosha. Krakow. Oh, Krakow. Krakow, I forget how Krakow, you it. okay, yeah. They were trapped on the island, so Professor X put a new team together to go get those guys right. to rescue the original team. That's right. And that's where Thunderbird died. Okay, yeah. that's right. So Such good stories, man. Yeah. I, yeah, I I wish the X-Men, like, I wish kids nowadays could appreciate X-Men like we got to. Um, yeah. And I, I think it's coming now that they're with the MCU again. The movies help big time. Yep. Um, you know, so we've seen that. Um some of the bigger storylines too, not just like the individual characters, but like you know, were you big in like Secret Wars, like those kinds of things? I liked Secret Wars. I thought that was really cool, blending all those characters into one story on a separate planet. So all the interactions, the good guys and bad guys, and just everything was what happened on Earth was kind of wiped off the table. Everything was different on, right. on that planet. So that was cool. One of my favorite um, X Men blended stories was um, uh, the Mutant Massacre. When Colossus killed Riptide. Oh, okay. That was such an intense story because they were just getting the the mutants were just getting wiped out. You know, you have the um, uh, the Morlocks. Yes. Being wiped out by I forget the name of the, the group that did it, but um, it was um, not Mister Sinister. Apocalypse's people. Okay. Okay. And they were just wiping everybody out, and it was so intense. And then when Colossus um, was so frustrated with. Riptide, seeing him throw all those stars and killing everybody, he armored up and he took a lot of damage. He almost died, right? But he had to stay armored in order to heal. He couldn't turn human again. But when he grabbed Riptide and choked him out, um, that was intense because it changed his character. That was like a big changing time for him because he was such a um, an easygoing, passive. Even though he's with the X Men fighting, he yeah. was more of a passive artist type. Um, love life and all that and here he, he he just choked this guy out it was pretty intense that's insane so um now your love for X-Men you actually ended up getting a uh <laughs> you actually ended up getting a huge toy collection which we talked about a little bit before we started yes um how many figures did you have at one point? Do you remember? And, and all, it lists all the figures. Because I, I was enamored with this thing, but I was only like four, five, or six yeah. when I seen it. And I'm just absolutely enamored. I had a lot. I don't know how many. Um, 
Oh my gosh, and they kept coming out with new ones. And that, that's, it was at the time when they started making the characters, the toys, more articulated yes. and more detailed. Um, yeah. But before Todd McFarlane toys, which really blew it, that everything out of the water and changed the whole uh, toy, toy collecting uh, scene. But yeah, I had, oh my gosh, I don't know. Maybe maybe a hundred. <laughs> you did have a lot. It, yeah, I remember your, your room. It, it was a, it was a square. It was a square rectangular room. I can't remember exactly, but you had like this like almost shelf unit going across the whole thing, and they were all displayed on there. I'm like, yep. <gasps> I was just enamored because I never seen anything like that at yeah. that point. Um, my you, favorite was the. What, I was gonna ask, what was your favorite one? You know, not because he was my favorite character, but because he was it was cool the way they put the plob. The blob. Oh, he's great. It was like the big ball, and you could squish him. And then <laughs> I might have. I actually, I, I found a blob figure a couple years ago, and I bought it. And I, it's did it come with like a chicken bone thing? I think so. Yeah. Okay, I might have that figure. <laughs> it's just kind of sitting on my dresser <laughs> of stuff that I don't need. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. So you got an artist, you know, doing the art a little bit, and you made some friends in the business. So you, you talk to regularly. Um, yep. Who are some of those? Um, well, the most famous would be Ken Lashley. Um, he does X-Men now, um, Spider-Man. He does Marvel and DC. He's done um, design work for Star Wars. He redesigned the characters for um, for the uh, Transformers back when the first Transformer movies came out. Oh, okay. He did the redesign for all the toy packages. Oh, no kidding. So when I met Ken, he was just starting out. He was uh, drawing on Excalibur. Okay. And what I, year was that roughly? That's the '90s. Um, I have to think now because I moved back from California in '90 or '91, and I met Ken probably a year or two after I moved back. There okay. was a, a, a just a mini Comic Con. Ken was still new to the business, and he was at um, it was a hotel out in Buffalo. I'm trying to think of the name of it, but anyways, um, I decided to go, and. We're going around looking at all the tables. I really didn't know who Ken was at the time, but I knew the comic book he drew. So I went up to the table. I'm watching him draw, you know, his his sketches and everything. And we started talking. We hit it off so good. We were like best friends from that moment. That's and so cool. We stayed in touch. When um, and he so then he went through some hard times at that time. So there was a falling out with Marvel, and he was kind of in between. And. Uh, so then he started his own company. There was a bunch of different things that started happening at that time. So he was at a, at a low, um, but then things started picking up for him again. DC picked him up. He was doing stuff for Hasbro. Oh, okay. And he bought a house, in which he's still at, outside of Toronto in um, Hamilton? Okay. Hamilton, outside of Toronto. Beautiful house. I remember him telling me about it. He was with his, I, his girlfriend at the time, and they were... I'm trying to think if they were getting married around that time, but they bought a house, and he told me, you have to, he's like, dude, you got to come see my house. <laughs> Three-story house plus a basement. Oh, wow. And I spent the weekend with him, and it was one of the coolest times ever. He had his own drawing room up on the third floor. Okay. And then a game room on the second or first floor. He had his own video game room. Oh, my God. And his mom <laughs> came over the one night. And she brought, it was my first time ever having chicken curry. Okay. Which was delicious. Oh, I bet. So I got to meet his family, and it was just such a, such a cool time um, getting to know Ken and actually hanging out with him. And now he's, he's this big, famous guy. Yeah. Um, you know, we, 
But you guys still keep in touch, though, right? We still, that's, you know, that's important. God yeah. for Facebook and well, social media. But we reconnected because we drifted apart for a while, where I didn't have any contact with him, and I found him um, online somehow. I did a search for him, and we reconnected via email. Oh, good. And we just stayed in touch since then. So good, 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 good. Um, awesome, awesome. I uh, just saw him. Was it last? I think it was last summer. Um, at 1811 Comics out in Williamsville. He okay. was out there doing a, a comic book signing and, and sketches. So I got to see him there. And we, okay. Yeah, that was cool. I, I mean, if if it's okay with you, if you want to send him my way for an over-the-phone <laughs> interview, I would not say no. Uh, I'm just <laughs> I'm just saying. Uh, I love to chit-chat with him. That sounds, you know, that sounds really cool. Um, do you still collect at all? Do you still collect? I, it's a little no, much now. Yeah, I, I haven't. When we, you know, it's funny that you mentioned that. I stopped collecting... <sighs> when I moved to Rochester, and you know, just uh, things got really expensive, and I, I kind of stepped back from. It. But we used to, your dad, um, Uncle Rich, and, and myself, we used to each spend about twenty dollars a week each on comics. Wow! So we'd have our pool, and we we knew our, you know, your dad bought these ones. And, right, and Uncle right. Uncle Rich bought these ones, and I bought these ones. Then we just share them. Yeah, oh, share them all. Man, that's so cool. But. You know, they were like a dollar twenty-five at, at the that time. point. Yeah, and so that's a lot of comic books. And we would sit and spend the whole like Saturday and Sunday, <laughs> the day we got them, and we would just read them all. Yeah, <laughs> it was awesome. That's, oh man, that sounds like a lot. You said you still have a lot of yours too. I still have um, a lot of my X-Men comic books. Going back to some of the early uh, new X-Men ones, so oh. some of those would be worth a mint if I didn't at the time use them to learn to draw. <laughs> so. <laughs> There's ink lines. <laughs> they were folded up, rolled and stuffed in my back pocket. So oh, all those man. things that you do when you don't think, well, yeah. this could be worse. We just had somebody walk by. He was like, man, I wish I would have kept my Superman comics from, like, the 40s and 50s. Yeah. I'm like, oh, man, that's tough. But you hear that a lot. You, hear, you yeah. How could you have known back then what but, they would have become? That's the whole thing. They were made to be enjoyed. They were made to be read. They were made to be folded up and portable and bring them around with you and, and share with your friends and all that stuff. And I, th- when the whole... Um, comic book collecting actually started when people started realizing the money in it it changed the industry a lot so when you go into the 90s when image comics came out and uh it changed everything so they they would start having special edition covers and they would mark the price up because they would tell you they'd be collectible because it was a special edition but they put so many of them out there of all the different see i knew that was a thing i (laughs) i legit knew that i brought that up on the show many times before i'm like I hate when people they put special collector's edition on it because I just I just feel like they're never collectible. Right. Yeah. yeah, it's the ones that you don't ever expect to become something that that becomes special. Yeah. And when they start realizing that there's a um, a whole market for collectors and they would say you have to get this one it's the first edition of this character ever. Yeah. It no longer is collectible because you know everybody Everybody's bought that. Going for it. Right, right, so. right, right. Yeah, I uh, I completely agree. My uh, my brother-in-law, he's been in, he's been collecting comic books. Like he'll he'll go to different cons and stuff, and, and like okay, I know what I got to find. Um, that's just like it's a very lucrative business. But he's he's trying because he knows um, you know once these characters get solo movies, get movies, period, yep. the value goes up. I forgot who he was looking for at Nickel City Con. Um, might have been Shang Chi because they're supposed to do a Shang Chi movie, right? Um, and he was looking for some first appearances of that because he knows the value is going to go up. But he's 
He's, I think he was saying he's dropping, he's been dropping like a hundred bucks on comics a week. He go to Dave and Adams and pick them clean and get what he needs, and <laughs> right. he has rows and rows of boxes of it. So it, it is a very lucrative. It, it's a, it's a fun business, you know what right. I mean? Um, and actually going out and I think finding them, uh, going to look through the different books instead yes. of just buying them online. I think that that's the fun in it, um, for sure. Yep, absolutely. So yeah, um, I'm trying to think. I was going to say something else about the collectibles and all that, um, and. It's gone. It's gone. But it was there. It was there. there. Keep in mind, he grew up in the 70s. You know. uh, what do you think of like the, the, the movie boom? I guess that's a good question, too. Like The movie boom of superheroes has been... Uh, been pretty mind-boggling yeah um what's it like to you as somebody who grew up at the you know the birth of a lot of these characters to see them portrayed most of them so well on the big screen i find it amazing because when when we were kids they had you know tv shows like yeah. the captain america tv show was, oh what do you have the motorcycle helmet it was horrendous <laughs> i couldn't believe it. i'm like that's not my captain america <laughs> who is this pansy but you know <laughs> it it still had, a, I guess, maybe a little cult following, but it wasn't, yeah, it just didn't capture Captain America. Right, right. And they didn't have the technology they have now. So at a time when, you know, the, the comic book industry was starting to fade because, you know, people actually going into the stores and buying comic books, the movies came along and saved them. Yes. You know? Yeah, the right, the late nineties, uh, they were Marvel started to sell off the rights because they weren't doing well right. um, financially for comic books, and and Stanley pushed and pushed to get the the big movies, and and he made some bad choices, obviously, because they sold some of the rights to the characters to make not perfect movies. Right. Yeah. But like the the, the Fantastic Four movie, I enjoyed it. The first two. I didn't hate them. I didn't hate them. There, right. there were there were some th- a lot of things that bothered me, like right. Galactus as a cloud and right. you know th- that sort of thing. But I I appreciated them absolutely. But if they were done by somebody that actually had a love for the characters, they would be like what we're seeing coming out now. Yes. Um, the X Men movies. They I think they even the first two were incredible. Were good, and then they kind of nosedived. Right. I did like um, I did like Days of Future Past, and First Class wasn't horrendous either. But um, for the most part, yeah, it's just. You could just you could just tell like these these people writing the scripts, directing the movies. They don't really have a true passion for them. Right. They, they took too many liberties with it, and it changed everything. But yeah, I think the first really big uh, comic book or superhero movie there was Dark Man. It was a low budget movie with uh, Liam Neeson, and I thought he did a great job. Yeah. And then The Crow came out. Oh yeah. And then after The Crow. It was like all of a sudden all these movies started coming out. That's when the Spider-Man came out. Spider-Man Blade. Yeah, yeah. yeah, Blade. That first Blade was incredible. It was really good. Didn't yeah. like the other ones after, but the first one I thought was amazing. That's, and that's what I've heard, yeah. yeah. It, I mean, it was low budget, but you just never saw anything like that. Right. Like he's fighting those vampires, and they turn those those flashy little ashes flying all over. <laughs> that was so cool. You could have never imagined that back when I was younger. They just didn't have the technology, so every comic book movie or TV show bombed because you just you couldn't capture the essence. No, of it. I mean I, I watched it like you see these clips. I think it was a it was Lou Frigno's Hulk. They did a show, but it had like Thor, and and <laughs> he had like a he was like in this some brown costume and it was stuff. Horrible. Uh, Iron Man was like this. It was like a watching a garbage can with legs and arms moving yep. around. Um, and I actually did see on YouTube, they have the, it was a 1970s Doctor Strange movie. I don't um, think I ever saw that. It was, like, I, I sat through some, like, it was it was a little hard to watch at points, but, <laughs> um, but very different. Yeah. But it, 
I mean, even seeing that, seeing what it was and what it is now, um, I definitely appreciate it. And I'm sure, like you said, you, you grew up through all of it. Yep. Um, definitely have to have an appreciation for it. Absolutely. It saved the comic book industry. It brought life to the characters. Even characters, like your B-rated characters that you would never really care about. Like Guardians of the Galaxy. Yeah, I never knew who they were before that movie came I out. I enjoyed the comic books, but they never had a huge following because they no. the storylines, you know, there was only so much you could do with them, it seemed, back then with the comic books. Well, they never had a writer that had enough passion for them to make them. But the movies now, these characters are like golden. They're, they're, they're awesome. S- they're like untouchable yeah I mean when I went to go see the first Guardians of the Galaxy I had no idea who these characters were and, and I, I rec- like Yondu was the first one that stood out to me right um, but I knew I knew some of the original ones um, I can't remember their names right now but um, there was Star-Lord uh, Yondu was a good guy yes he was like this this uh, Native American alien kind of guy that was tapped into nature and the spirit and all that yeah. stuff and they ended up making him some whistling bad guy <laughs> With <laughs> <laughs> I know, I know. It was it was different, but yeah, I, like I knew the original Guardians, but these ones just blew everybody away. Yep. And, and but that's the power of movies and, right. and how it how it was. And yeah, they're they're mainstream now. That's yeah, for sure. Absolutely. And once they you, once you redesign a character in a movie, it changes. They they for the most part they end up changing it in the comic book because. If they become so iconic and recognizable from the movie that people that never knew who they were, yeah. they would never recognize. I mean, look, look at Iron Man. As soon as after RDJ took over, every comic book interpretation of Iron Man was Robert Downey Jr. lookalike. Right, absolutely was. He became Iron Man. And Iron Man, you know, he was a fun character, but he was a little bit more serious and stoic than than Robert Downey Jr. But but he became Iron Man. Yeah. You cannot have Iron Man without him being like the no. movies now. Not at no, all. No, not at all. And Christopher Evans as Captain America, what perfect casting. He's very good. Marvel's nailed a lot of roles. Yep. Like they they done they done a really good job casting the roles. Absolutely. And, and not they, I mean that they goes a long way. That's why their movies are successful. Yep. Um, cuz you're like you know, if somebody tried to do these characters again, you're like, yeah, it wouldn't be the same. Not at all. Wouldn't be the same at all. And they'll have to, like, even the new Spider-Man, I don't like the newest version of Spider-Man. Tom Holland? Or? Yeah. Okay. I like Tobey Maguire, and I like the kid that was in after. I oh, Garfield. Andrew Garfield. Yeah. Yep. They both did a good job. This one, for, for me, and I think some other people love them, I, for me, it, it's not Spider-Man. It's not the same. Right, right. So, it kind of, I think it missed the mark a little bit. But I'll, I'll see the new one when it comes out. Yeah. So. Yeah, I mean, Mysterio's going to be in it. It's going to be yep. pretty neat. So, all right. Thank you for taking some time sure. to talk with comic books with me. This hey, was it was nice. my pleasure. Yeah, I learned a lot too. I learned <laughs> a lot. It was very cool. Um, yeah. So, uh, anytime you want to talk, uh, we do different. If you want to come on the show sometime, like do a full episode, we 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 pick characters and we will read an old book, read a newer book, and you're always invited. All okay, right, that would Absolutely. be awesome. All right, Uncle John. Thank you so much for your thank time you, and uh, listeners. Thank you so much. We'll talk to you soon. <laughs>